Hey, I'm almost done with my color coding, so you guys get started on those those dynamite cold open goofs without me, and I'll okay. join them when I can. Okay. Okay. Cool. cool. Um, Rory, it, it, uh, what's up? What? Um, you ever? Uh, farting dicks is a topic. <laughs> I've once I've once farted sixteen dicks in a row. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I asked sixteen men to hold their dicks out. <laughs> And they said, I don't know where this is going, but okay, I'm with you for now. This has never burned me in the past. <laughs> Andy, you almost done? Because we really want you to join in on this. Uh, no, no, I'm still working. this is really going somewhere pretty blue, and I think, <laughs> I think people are going to like it. Long ago in a distant land. Well, good morning, everybody, to Saturday Morning Tuesdays. I'm Austin. Rory. I'm Andy. And this is the adult podcast about children's cartoons. And you guys, we are... Drinking! In a weird, oh, in a weird oh, vibe sloshed. today. Um, we're dads, so we're you're gonna dads hear at the this. bar at five in the afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, um... You're going to hear this a few weeks later, but just know that we're recording this on that Thursday night after the election. Um, well, you, and you could say in the election, which is yes, somehow... Yes. Yeah, the election that's still not over. Up in the yeah. guts of it. And so I definitely have <laughs> yeah. a, a map tracker up as we're recording this. <laughs> you know how 2020, yeah. 2020 couldn't end without a, you know, a two-month-long election. So here we go. <laughs> yeah. Crack your yeah, knuckles, everybody. Of, you know, it's the it's the fifth of November. We're all sort of nervously staring at Pennsylvania and Georgia as the slowest count in the world. Just to like, sort of don't blow it, homie. <laughs> Come on, mm-hmm. y'all. Let's yeah, do in, it. <laughs> in the middle of all of that kind of stuff going on, uh, we're we're saddled with talking about Marvel anime. And <laughs> you know what? You know what? Last week we looked at Iron Man. Iron Man, yeah. uh, kind of a stink pot. Yep. Kind of a real, real anime stink pot. But you know what? You know what, guys? I'm going to just say it. Wolverine fucking rocked. We watched Wolverine, Wolverine this week. Wolverine I, I, fucks. I only have one thing to say to Wolverine, and I'm going to say it before Rory gets to say it. And it's now that's anime. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's finally, I mean, I know this is only the second out of four that we're watching. So it's not like I can say it's finally anime, but like the anime showed up this week. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. That was sort of one of my big uh, high level thoughts was uh, when we watched Iron Man, it sort of felt like um, Marvel with uh, anime sauce. And this mm-hmm. is this is full like anime stew, dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. With, with Absolutely. Big, with big bits of anime, <laughs> with big chunks <laughs> and and real yeah, like chunks Marvel, of anime. Marvel balls, <laughs> like like Marvel balls, like meatballs, sort of floating in there. They're yeah. like nice and meaty Marvel balls. There's some nice nods to Marvel canon in this show, and it's uh, it's actually something that wound up feeling really unique and interesting. Like. Uh, at the surface level, it's, it's a good, it's good. We, we've all agreed that. But like, I guess yeah. the sort of cultural studies of it, like what would, what would a Marvel show be like if it was full blown anime? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a cut above the rest. Oh boy. 
Uh, I get what you're slicing. No, sorry. I tried another sword pun and it didn't work. There's didn't a lot work. of swords. There's a lot of swords mm-hmm. and blades in this show because, of yeah. course, Wolverine is a man made of swords. He's like Katana <laughs> the man. He's got six swords. I'm Katana 2, the sequel to Katana. I'm a guy this time. I have six and... little knives in my hands. I have six <laughs> swords that come out of my hands. <laughs> and then there's just a bunch of guys with actual Katanas. And so it's sort of like, I don't know. It, it's got a real Chambara feel to it. It's got like, you know, we're doing... I don't know, the, the the sequence where Wolverine, and we'll get into it in a second, but like there's a sequence where Wolverine sneaks into a, a like a very traditional looking compound. It gave me like, uh, what's that Bond movie that takes place in Japan? Uh, you uh, Only it, Live Twice? Yeah, it gave me You Only Live Twice vibes with like, I, I don't know, there's a lot of interesting things going on in the in, in what Rory was last racist, week calling our, our sort of cultural babblefish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, less racist. Less racist. Um, yeah, so let's back up a minute before we dive right in. Um, let's back up a minute and just talk, touch again on the sort of concept of Marvel anime. Um, mm-hmm. This was 2011, right? Uh, 10, 20, actually. 2010. 2010. Um, and like we said before, they did Iron Man, they did Wolverine, they did X-Men, and Blade. Yes. And as this kind of little anime cinematic universe experiment, I guess, right? And actually, actually, uh, yeah. you know, as Marvel is wont to do, uh, they have assigned a universe number to the anime Marvel universe. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> it's uh, it's Earth 101001. <laughs> Why okay. it's like that? I don't know, but it's 101,001. Uh, is the is the Marvel the anime, anime universe? <laughs> is, the anime is anime's number. number. <laughs> <laughs> if you crunch the math, you'll get there too. It, that's the that's correct. They did it right. Up anime. <laughs> um, was this ever broadcast on U.S. television, or was this? Like, I assume I, so with the dub. I believe but so. I'm not, I think right. I want to say they aired it on G4. Um, oh, that so much more makes sense now <laughs> that this was like G4 Spike TV situation. Because yeah. the difference between Iron Man and Wolverine as far as like appropriateness is, I don't know. I mean, and yet, and yet Iron Man was grosser yeah, uh, mm-hmm. with the amount of leching that he did. And yet <laughs> this is just like full blood, blood and gore situation and feels like a pg-13 versus r rating between these two shows okay if we want to go full anime i think last week when we watched iron man the the, just the very structure of that show where every week we have kind of this sort of uh you know super sentai villain Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. like a you know the zodiac robot that we have to fight it was very sort of shonen and this is decidedly a seinen show it is for older it has a it has a, an older targeted feel than the Iron Man show did. Rory, we gotta Rory, we gotta do something, right? <laughs> <laughs> we just let him. We just let him. We just like, let make him just hay while the sun shines. <laughs> we gotta do something for him. Oh. To him. Hey, oh, oh, Austin, look at the look at the electoral map. Some numbers have uh, have changed <laughs> Wait, a little what? bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God. Wait, you bastard! So no, no. anyway, my scene in <laughs> anime. He's, he's just run off with his pockets full of anime, and we can't catch him. <laughs> This show actually reminded me of another Madhouse anime called Parasite, and uh, actually it does. No, I, I do, don't I bring do Parasite wanna... into this. <laughs> um, the other thing I found really cool about uh, the Wolverine show is that it uh, it felt like it had a genre. It wasn't just kind of generic superheroes do superhero yeah. things, right? Yeah, 
And I'm always a huge fan of bringing genre into Marvel. It works so well. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, it was like really soap opery and really like, I don't know. The- kind of a, it had kind of a noir vibe a little bit. Uh-huh. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, some horror It feels elements. like they tried something, yeah. you know? Yeah. This was the A team. <laughs> this was whoever the C or D team, depending on how Blade and, uh, yeah, and X-Men, X-Men turn out. This felt like this was, they had the A people on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's definitely time for us to dive right in. Ba-boom. All right, welcome back to Decision 2020. Uh, I mean... I mean Wolverine. I mean Wolverine anime. I mean, <laughs> we're watching anime instead of watching electoral maps. This is Wolverine, the anime from 2010, episode one, which is entitled Mariko. And I have a nice little chewy summary for you. Logan saves Teshin Asano from a group of AIM troops. Asano tells Logan about the whereabouts of his non-mutant girlfriend and sweetheart, Mariko Yashida, who was taken by Shingen, her own father's crime organization, Kuzuryu, one year ago in order to arrange a marriage with Hideki Kurohagi to expand his operations. Logan flies to Tokyo and infiltrates the Yashida household, only to be confronted by Shingen. Logan faces Shingen in a duel, but is drugged by Hideki. Uh, yeah, it was a chunky summary, but I guess it hits all the main points. I mean, what, yeah. what re- you really need to know is that <laughs> Logan goes to Japan to find his old ex-girlfriend. And right. I really it's liked dope. Asano as well. He was, I, I was, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's a cool dynamic, I think anyway, but especially if you're coming from like a big X-Men boner sort of place, like Wolverine hanging out with a non-mutant dude, like just, he's just got a friend who's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. just neat. It's just neat. Uh-huh. No, I really enjoyed that. I mean, I really, everything about this was superior to Iron Man in mm-hmm. every way. Mm-hmm. Um, Including the fact that we are not getting a monster of the week set up in this. I know we talked a little more earlier and how excited we were that it didn't have, you know, a Zodiac of the episode, but it didn't have a frame (laughs) of any kind of just like, all right, every time we're going to be dealing with the new. Yeah. No, in fact, the the titling convention is significantly more interesting. It's it's the same sort of, I guess it's a stylized thing, right? Where instead of the monster of the week, it's a, a character. But. With that, right. it's a yeah. character for you know for yes. the show to interact with. Yes. Like, Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> like oxygen. <laughs> Sweet oxygen. Characters. So something that I'm really pleased about with this show, and I think maybe this is going to be the only one that feels like this out of the four, is that of all of the properties they decided to adapt, Wolverine's the one that actually makes sense to be in Japan. He spends oh, like totally. half his fucking life in Japan. Right. Well, and right. he also doesn't even remember half of his life, so you can like kind of drop him in whenever, yep. and it sort of works. Mm-hmm. And he's got six swords for hands, so <laughs> so he's got he's, so that's very Japan. Uh-huh. Yeah, but like the characters that we meet in this uh, in this episode, for uh, the the major players by and large are taken straight from like Chris Claremont runs in the seventies and eighties. We've got Mariko Yamada, isn't it Yamada? Is that right? Mar- Mariko Yashida. Uh, who uh, her and then this uh, this lady ninja named Yukio uh, and Mari- Mariko's father Shingen, all of them are major players. Like I think Mariko is one of uh, uh, next she's, to Jean uh, is maybe the the most well known like love interest of Wolverine. 
Totally. Gene. <laughs> Gene. Um, Gene. <laughs> although I will say in the anime, she's a kind of a wet noodle. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't necessarily impressed by how they how they did Mariko in this yeah, so that's far. What I'm yeah. Um where they have a line, and I feel like a lot of shows do this, but where they try to kind of earn feminism points by calling out yeah. things about how like you where can't a, a she, she doesn't belong to you agency where a man yeah. bequeats her agency uh-huh. <laughs> well here here i found this for you queen uh he, he literally says she's not a chess piece you can move around and then they have an honor duel for her like they, yeah. they literally she's literally a chess piece that the show is moving around they yeah don't, you know it's it's not that's true. they're not to, walking the walk you're totally right right now no, I uh, I'll fully agree with you on that. Though, uh, may, I don't know how much of it is the like we talked about last week. I don't know how much of it is the is the translation of the voice acting that sort of don't sell it as well. I know that you can't really save those lines particularly as written, but mm-hmm. I don't really I don't know how you guys feel, but uh, Peter Petrelli from Heroes, Milo Ventimiglia is not doing a great job as Logan. Yeah, He's I want to talk lame. about this. He's a weird Logan. <laughs> he is a weird <laughs> Logan. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't have. You know what? What it is really? I mean, he sounds too young, and I know yes. Logan isn't isn't you know fifty. You know, chron- like I know no, he's Logan, like a hundred and something, but he's world Logan weird. is ageless, b- b- agelessly fifty. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's right. supposed to have this old energy. Yeah, I mean he's been smoking and drinking for three hundred years. Yes. Right. Yeah, he's he's got the weariness of the world in his voice, and uh, I just don't get that. From Peter Petrelli, from Milo <laughs> Ventimiglia, or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, no, I'm not feeling it. No, not really. I'm on my way, Mariko. I swear I'll find you, and we'll be together again. Uh, which is too bad, because it's really the only criticism I have for the show. I I mean, I have others, right? <laughs> I mean, I I have to say... Speaking speaking as someone with uh you know all the anime experience in the world right uh and who oh, knows boy I'm okay. I'm sharpening my my poking <laughs> stick <laughs> <laughs> don't sharpen it on me <laughs> ah fuck uh no so I I just I know this studio I know Madhouse I've seen the kind of output they can have we were disappointed in them in Iron Man this is significantly better but there are. There are multiple scenes where they're just Ken Burnsing a flat image, and there's I I don't even remember where it is, but there's a scene where we're with uh, with the, the the other agents. I'm forgetting the name Asano Asano and the other agents, and one of them's talking, but they're facing away from the camera, and the other two are listening, and they're not moving, and it's literally like five seconds of a flat image. So like, there's some actual like very obvious and frustrating cost saving going on but i totally. like i kind of forgive it in the in the context of some pretty dope fight scenes and i don't know rory's yeah. usually our critic here but like i i felt like they were pretty engaging the fight scenes yeah oh yeah they were fine um uh i i was more intrigued by the like non-combat violence uh like the um the strange lady assassin with her circle blades Oh, oh yeah, the the chakram. chakrams, the chakrams, <laughs> in episode two. Yeah, um, um, uh, the, the I, fight I, was fine. Oh, go ahead. Um, I loved how absurdly anime it was, um, with the sort of like, um, 
So we already introduced to this gang lord who is supposedly just the most deadly swordsman who's ever lived. And <laughs> I I love this this anime like mutant mix em up is so neat because we don't have all the X Men here. We don't have anybody who's can, you know, just, you know, do eye beams. No uh, beams. It, it's <laughs> so you the uh and the difference, like, you know, Marvel likes to rate, especially the mutants, like, rate their power levels. Um, yeah, like a fighting game. Yeah, like a fighting <laughs> game. Or like an uh, anime, maybe. Like an anime. It's exactly like an anime. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's interesting because you don't, you're, you're removed from all the context that's built up. You don't, you don't know, like, oh. Wolverine's an A-level mutant, and so he's gonna be better. You're like, oh, I don't God. know. I don't know the relative power of Wolverine to anime. Like, I don't know the how that, <laughs> I don't know the conversion <laughs> of that math. So I actually know. Metric? I, you <laughs> got your old Yakuza swordsman to to, to Marvel hero conversion chart. It's kind of neat, right? Like you're in new Pull waters the for the tables. first time in a long time. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's it's very cool. Uh, I will say there's a contrived moment, like when he finally gets there and, and confronts Shingen, you know, in our honor duel that we mentioned for his for his old flame while she watches and sort of helplessly. Like, <laughs> oh, no, because she's uh, been ge- she's been promised to another man for marriage. So now, yes, her agency yes. is on hold. A gross man played by a gross man, uh, you might say. <laughs> the gross uh, poison man is so anime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, they they do this duel and I'm sitting here going like, oh, sweet. It's going to be Wolverine versus a crazy old man. I wonder what this is going to look like. And then they just pull, they just fucking do Kendo. They pull out wooden <laughs> Wood swords sword. and fight each other. It's Which like, was yeah. kind of bullshit because this guy is so good at swords that like how fast he pull, he swings the Kendo sword can still like, <laughs> like cut, a- still slice him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like there's a there's actually a kind of a neat part where he like he just he fucking uses his wooden sword to poke Logan right in the forehead and it's enough to break the skin and expose his adamantium skull. It's like it's gnarly, but it's so dumb. Like, why do this? You have six swords in your hands. Fight with them. This is right. Yeah. What are we doing? That yeah. The it's that you know it's a it's an old shitty trope of like I know in a in a regular fight no holds barred it things would be way different but for some reason both sides have agreed to a by the rules yeah. contest <laughs> that that can be easily like circumvented yeah it's um, like i mean from another angle you might say any random fight with goons and i'll just go no holds barred but this incredibly important fight with everything on the line i'll introduce the possibility of failure <laughs> yeah. like, no 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 this isn't how we function in the real world yeah uh I I really enjoyed if we're talking about action sequences. I really enjoy the opening actions. Well, not the opening action sequence. The opening sequence is is Logan and, and Mariko on a boat, and then he he takes absorbs oh, yeah. some bullets and then cuts up some like flying sky goons. Yeah. Um, but the the one after that where we yes. we deal with um we have our agent uh, agent Asano Asano and yeah Asano's cool and he's getting um mugged basically he's getting jumped by these invisible villains that are using some kind of yeah yes uh (laughs) they're using some kind of like sonic disruption which wait a minute wait a minute 
You mean like my other thing? You mean like that? <laughs> no. Um, we, are, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to shoot this trank dart into your neck. If <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't done it yet. I'll, I'll make the sound when I'm doing it. <laughs> Andy, the, read the LARP handbook again. I make the sound before I do the magic missile. Yeah. So you're, you know, you're on thin ice. Um, Got it. <laughs> they're using some kind of sonic disruption. Um, to fight Asano, and that's when Logan comes in. He like fully cuts them. He cuts their whole bodies in half and and open <laughs> well, with his sword hands. My my actual favorite part of this there's 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 some beer play happening. That's my yes. favorite thing in the world. So uh-huh. the the way he gets their attention is they they've got this big sonic beam just doing evil sound stuff, and he drops a can of Canadian gold beer into the mm-hmm. beam and it explodes and flings beer all over these bad guys and they're like oh <laughs> and then at the beginning of the fight proper Wolverine chucks a beer way up into the sky and then jumps down to start doing his business and after all is said and done and he saved Asano they've jumped off a building and all sorts of crazy shit happens and Asano's like holy crap he then catches the beer in his hand and goes <laughs> welcome to New York <laughs> dude it's awesome <laughs> Welcome to New York. It is it is awesome. It's kind of undercut. The Welcome to New York is immediately cut to Japan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, that is a weird. Smash that's cut, we're really not weird. in New York anymore. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they set us up in New York to like just not be there. I mean, just have it be, just get to Tokyo and do that. I don't know. Well, they um, kind of they kind of do a a little button on that bit too, where like as he runs in and gets uh, totally noticed by Shingen and all the baddies on the compound. Uh, Asano's watching from his little agent truck, and he mutters to himself, Welcome to Tokyo. Hope you survive the experience, old friend. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's something funny about it. Like, 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 what are we implying about these two locations? Like, well, you know, in NYC, you get attacked by cyborgs. And in Tokyo, old men throw swords at you. <laughs> That's just what you got. That's what's going to happen when you go there. You got to know. Uh, but I don't know. It. it the, the, it, it, in the vibe, the vibe of this whole show supports the campiness that comes up once in a while and yeah. makes me not hate it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, the campiness is really fun, too. Um, uh, like the um, the really soapy, pulpy bit where the flashbacks of Logan and Mariko talking to each other and Mariko is just drawn with that real like Robotech lady vibe mm. that like old 80s anime Long, Lin May. Yeah, that like long face look. Um, uh, I don't <laughs> you know. know. You got that long face look. You I know like. that long face look. Um, uh, <laughs> but it, but it's very. I don't know. Her eyes are are sparkly, and they're just like having it, having this like really emotional conversation, and just. Is it too cold for you? No. Not with you here. Never. Mariko. When I'm with you, I feel like the world is a better place. And it's, you know, it's anime shit, man. It's great. It's good. It's good. I I also before uh we move on, the that New York fight, my I think my favorite detail other than the beer play was <laughs> these villains go invisible and Logan has to like sniff them out and then he mm-hmm. just stabs his knife hands into the wall somewhere in the ground and then later we see the invisibility he flickers back into visible into like and he's been he's been got he's been gutted and it's cool i i like i like where they 
kind of remember that Logan has other talents. Well, and also not to mention, like, you're totally right. Um, But in those two scenes, what's kind of most impressive, especially for how anime this is, there's zero exposition about Logan's power set. We've seen at the very first Mm -hmm. scene, we see the healing factor and then we see the knife hands and, you know, scent uh, in the next fight scene. And it's never like explained anime style at all. No. Right. Yeah, there's there's a real like I don't know Marvel uh, literacy that the, that this show kind of maybe assumes or at least mm-hmm. just kind of respects the fact that you'll come along with. Them well, if, if they it don't is bother. really they do really spell it out for you visually, right? Like yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we see a, a zoom in on his body like healing, and then we see a close up on him like sniffing for bad dudes. Yeah, um, but still, we don't have to hear him. Uh, you know, monologue about his powers. There's yeah, no they show the not weapon tell. X program seen anywhere. You know, no one's talking about experiments. It's fine. Yeah. We don't yeah. need it. No, no. They do talk about Madripoor at one point. Yeah. More just like deep Marvel pulls uh, that I really like. Uh, they could easily have decided not to. I don't know. This 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 gross guy that, that uh, Mariko is supposed to marry, uh, whose name I keep forgetting. because Hideki. Uh, yes, Kurohagi, Hideki Kurohagi, Kurohagi uh, who's played by Vic yeah. the, the the anime voiceover king of sexual harassment. And uh, it almost makes this, you know, the performance better because he's supposed to be gross. And I'm like, uh, grossed out hearing his voice now. But he is he could have just been a regular Japanese businessman. He could have been like the head of a Zaibatsu. He could have been like literally anything, pharmacology, whatever. But sure. they they made him the the ruler of strange Southeast Asian fake nation that Marvel comes up with named Mar- Madripoor. And like that's another just fun detail to throw. I miss that he's the ruler of there. I thought he was uh, still like a crime lord. I thought that they ha- said he was in charge of Madripoor. And then he maybe knocked wrong. off his dad. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's I guess it's not totally clear. I'm pretty sure I looked at some episode descriptions like they go to Madripoor later. Um, so I'm sure it becomes more clear later on in the show. Yeah, but. it's just they've laid such a good groundwork in these episodes to be excited about the rest of the show. Like, I absolutely might want to watch the rest of it. I'm this. contemplating it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pull a Dom? I, I might pull a Dom. Well, what? A, I can't go to sleep tonight. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Uh. uh yeah, so the very just to sort of take us into the next episode because I don't I, I I'm itching to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, during the duel, which seems to go pretty poorly for the most part for Logan, because uh, we have to we have to in episode one establish that you know major villain Shingen is nobody to fuck with. Uh, at 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 a moment where Logan maybe his rage might have carried him to victory, he gets shot in the back by Hideki with a spooky poison gun. And is like paralyzed. Um, and I, I guess the, the, the sort of to be continued at the end of this episode is that even though he's been paralyzed, like his anger is so great and his Wolverine power is so good that he still manages to like stand up and roar. And well, we're unsure what's going to happen. I think when we're talking about that Marvel literacy again, we, we you do have to establish some, you know, some handcuffs, so, some Harrison, Harrison Bergeroning of, of Wolverine for fair fights like. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. immortal. He is ferocious. <laughs> he he doesn't give up. Yeah. He's skilled. His, and I think that's it's so interesting because 
his power set, besides the fact that he's unkillable, is fairly mundane. Uh, yeah, he's just a motherfucker. He's just a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's not that smart. He's just... <laughs> Well, in a way that makes him almost the perfect shonen protagonist, right? Because that's like all shonen anime. Like the the way that you win any fight in a shonen show is just by having the determination to stand back up again. Like that's all that it takes. So like, I guess my point was in fairness to this show, a fair fight with Wolverine involves bringing him down to, you know, human, human level. He is also a mutant, which, you know, You know, and, and so right. I didn't mind it as a cheap plot device so much, but I acknowledge you're totally right that that's exactly what it is. Well, and here's <laughs> what I have to commend about the show as well, is that like um, throughout this whole episode, and I think the next one too, they, they've been able to maintain tension really well. Yeah. The show yeah. does really nice work the with The pacing is tension. great. Yeah. Pacing is really good. I mean, you know, he, he goes to Tokyo, right? And he like learns about what's going on and about the arranged marriage with, with uh, Mariko and, and Hideki. But, you know, he's also, there's this whole sequence where he's, and he's backed up by his agents and he's trying to sneak into this compound. And uh, the whole way it's like shot and boarded and, and he's like flipping through cameras and getting past and just everything is done. There's this cool bit of tension that holds, even when you have this immortal protagonist you still are worried about the other characters. They, you know, they introduce other characters that are not immortal that we care about yeah. enough already that they're able to really like keep this intrigue going. You know what maybe hooked me that I'm only just kind of thinking now is that like um, Wolverine and his, you know, team of competent um, government uh, government agents has some strong like X-Force vibes that I really dug. X Force oh, yeah. is um, it's really cool, and, and like this show, it's it's kind of extra bloody, but it, it does sort of answer the question that Marvel frequently doesn't of like, we can't just keep letting Doctor Octopus live, though, right? <laughs> 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 like at some point, you know, you got to ice Bin Laden. Right. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> we know where Doc Ock's cave is. <laughs> Send the seals in. <laughs> Seal I, Team Sinister Six. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, my final thought before we move on. Uh, this is, again, something as often happens during our podcast discussion, something that is only really uh, occurring to me right now is that at the same time that we're talking about Marvel literacy, we also are, you know, perhaps with the obvious assumption that people in our area in the United States are going to watch these shows. The show is also kind of assuming we have the ability to follow along with some like Yakuza literacy. Yeah. Like, like there are tropes that they're playing with and I'm really familiar with, but like that are still really cool. Okay, sort of Andy, di- don't break, don't, <laughs> no, don't break your I'm wrist just, patting yourself on the back, but <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm, it, I'm not, you can't, you can't act like I'm some sort of proud person for having all of this arcane anime knowledge. It's almost a curse. Okay. But like, you're like the, monk. <laughs> yeah, I'm like monk. The monk of anime. But, but there's a cool there's a cool dichotomy that happens all the time with the way that the, the the yakuza are sort of romantically portrayed, where you've got these like fancy yakuza compounds that are you know these are modern day establishments, but they're taking pains to look like 
you know, old, old school, yeah, 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 fancy shit, and they live in these like really classic, you know, with the with the paper screen doors and all this other shit, and like you Full know, they, formal they, dress. Yeah, they they practice all of these really old school arts. There's all sorts of tea and and like we're seeing right, right? like the kendo, like the katana sh- stuff. Like he's a sword master, but at the same time, we see these like intense security rooms full of sunglassed, black suited like yakuza goons watching very very high tech camera equipment. Like there is a those two things together always cause an interesting dissonance for me. And then when you chuck Marvel in on top of it, like I don't know, there's something really neat about it. It is. Uh, and I think it, it it plays so well with it. We, we we've I think we've hit on all of these things, but I guess just to recap them, you know, it's got its Marvel literacy, it's got its Yakuza anime literacy, uh, and it's also so unafraid to be just shown in anime to be a hundred and twenty percent anime. Yeah, the uh, yeah. the king, the the Poison King of Madripoor is just such a <laughs> he's such an anime villain. Yeah, yeah, he is. Oh, there's a yeah. there's a scene. Is it in episode two? Uh, it totally is. Should, Fuck it. Yeah. yeah, we should jump into that. Just apply this lotion to my hands really quick. <laughs> I need to put on my joke lotion. <laughs> <laughs> Austin, I hope I hope you're lotioned up. Yeah, because I got another sponsor for you here. Can you mm-hmm. tell everybody about Lil Dracula's of America? I sure can, sure can. Um, Andy, you got to tell me something, right? Sure. Um, have you ever had to go and, you know, uh, drive a stake into the heart of, uh, you know? Uh, a, a, a vampire, a vampire lord. You know, but, wow. you know. Uh, you know, I not for a long time. I mean, I think we all have to do that at some point in our young lives. Uh, yeah, I've only done, I, right. I've only I've only done it the once, and I've managed to avoid it, sort of like jury duty for the rest of my life. But I know my time is ticking. I'm gonna have to do it again. Well, okay. So, so for those of us, I'll, I'll then I'll take it from here because those of us who have to do it more often, um, <laughs> to have to kind of work for a living. Um, and, and slay the vampire that haunt the night. <laughs> um, there's an issue we run into actually quite a lot. And it really sucks when it happens. But sometimes you are taxed by the sort of, you know, the crooked old man at the end of the lane um, who tells you to, you know, to, to gives you your next task, your next vampire to slay. And you get in there with your wooden stake and your garlic and you get in and you open the coffin. And who is it? It's it's like a little it's like a, a little one. You know, yeah. it's like a wee, it's like a wee little vampire who is like a child lord, and you, you know, it's hard to stake those child vampires. It's hard yeah. to 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 you know end their end their reign of terror. And yes, they're million, they're murderers. Um, we'll mm-hmm. say millionaires. Uh, they're murderers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, all Draculas <laughs> yes, are millionaires, <laughs> even the little ones. Uh, but you know, like it's hard, and so. Lil Dracula's of America is sort of a place to keep all of the, you know, little, the little child vampires that you couldn't oh. stake. And this is kind of a, a nicer place to, to put them. Oh, so it's going to protect the world from harm. Yes. Like they can't do anything while they're there. 
Yeah, so so child vampire prison is sort of not the not the preferred term, you know, which is why LDOA has sort of, you know, they've sort of branded it, they sort of made it more fun. The little Dracula's thing is kind of a cute cartoony branding. Um, and they yeah. have a little mascot for it. But yeah, it is actually kind of a, a grim crypt uh, that that keeps <laughs> sort of all of these all these infernal uh, hell children. Wow. Well, that actually sounds like a really great thing, but maybe we shouldn't even be talking about it. Like, I feel like its power is is that people don't know how grim it is. Maybe we should cut this ad. No, I don't. Uh oh. episode two and um gosh without a theme for this week i'm rudderless friends the i'm the, the theme is the ignoring of, the election almost like we don't have a president right now and so we're waiting <laughs> no, to find no, out who is steer our ship no themes until no themes until the election is called we're boycotting <laughs> the themes are on strike um uh so we watched episode uh wolverine 2 yukio is the one we watched this uh, after after Wolverine ah, one Mariko. Episode Wolverine two. <laughs> we watched after Wolverine one Mariko. We watched Wolverine two Yukio. And if you want to know the synopsis, here's let me just let me just bang it right on down the right on down the tunnel to you because it goes. <laughs> Logan is defeated and dumped on a railroad track. That's a great <laughs> sentence. Uh, Asano follows to save uh, Logan, but finds Hideki's men killed and Logan gone. An assassin named Yukio has revived Logan and teams up with him. They find that Asano has been murdered. Yukio and Logan are assumed to be the killers by the police. After fighting their way out, Logan and Yukio are faced by the strongest and most lethal assassins, uh, Kikio Mikage? Yeah, boy. Boom, nailed it. You nailed it. This was a good one. This was, I mean, I was, I was, uh, I was gutted when my best friend Osano was killed. Yeah. Mmm. Yeah. Mmm. And uh, but he was a road dog. He was but a it, real road dog. <laughs> <laughs> but like keeping with the anime tropes, like that's such a thing to like yeah. endear you to a really cool who seems like is going to be your kind of your number two, your your girl Friday. Yeah. I've and, seen Full Metal then, Alchemist. And just, and then just rock him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I thought this one really continued in, in a way that we were talking about, right? Right, like the this isn't an episodic thing. This isn't we're not going to fight a new zodiac monster this week. This just felt like more episode one in a way that yeah. I think the whole show will. No, in fact, they streamed together. Yeah. I think yeah, completely. I I won't say seamlessly because they 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 put a button on it, but the the action picks up the second that it left off. Yeah, yeah and in that case, we already have an interesting dynamic where Shingen, who was trying to honor duel Logan, is now mad at Hideki for giving him a, a poison dart um, because, you know, he wanted I hate, to... I know, but I, I hate this so much. Why introduce rules that you're just going to not follow? And then mm-hmm. it's just so much extra work. So right. uh, Shingen can now not kill Logan because the the honor duel was, was marred. Uh, and sure. so, and so, must let him go. Um, although, in, in a sort of weird double logic, 
technically putting him unconscious on the train tracks doesn't count as killing him, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think there is. I know we don't respect the yakuza, but like honestly, you know the way that the the, the way that Japan romanticizes the yakuza in their media is very similar to the, what we do to the mob. Oh, of course. You know what yeah. I mean? And I, I think that you can't actually portray someone that you're supposed to have like maybe some mixed feelings about without showing they have a code. Uh, I think it's a shorthand to making us not just like see them as as just wholly evil, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know Shingen sucks and we're supposed to hate him, but like the idea that he has honor somehow adds a little depth that might just kind of be a, a sleight of hand on the writer's part. Yeah, but I was I was interested to see at least that the two villains here are not fully eye to eye. Totally. Again, it's that yeah. Shredder Krang relationship that I never yeah. tire of. Uh, uh-huh. So good. It's always worth it. Fuck. Uh yeah, so what I was going to talk about at the end of last segment, but uh, it's it's the scene the scene that happens right afterwards. So uh, Logan gets taken off unconscious, and before Kurohagi leaves, he goes to meet with his fiance Mariko, and just sort of shows how much of a really gross predator he is. I'm going to drop this clip. We haven't dropped any clips. Oh, so it's far. nasty. Poor dear, you need rest. <sighs> Try and get some sleep now, and dream of happier things. <laughs> like our wedding night. Yes. Uh, but it's much more threatening than the context that we've kind of laid out. It feels like a threat that he's threatening her with his with their wedding night. It's yeah. super not cool. Uh and the face she makes is just so stricken with terror. Like it's yeah. oh god, it's awful. It's so awful. Uh you definitely can tell that he has no It's not even necessarily clear that he's sexually interested in her. He's definitely not romantically interested in her because later when Logan, like, you know, he gets away and uh, Kurohagi has to report to Shingen that he's he's lost fucking Logan. Mariko's sitting right there and Kurohagi never even looks at her once. He's like, like, there's no actual, there's no, there's no nothing there between them, Uh, which makes it worse because it's just that he enjoys having this horrible power over her. it's it's not a it's not a pretty picture to paint, and obviously I don't I don't know this for sure, but it feels very much like he's going to be the true end of season villain rather than right, Shingen. Right. I think so. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So that that's the sort of dynamic we're working with. And uh, this episode has no real combat. I guess we see Logan and Yukio slice up some goons, but it yeah, ends the before the duel with uh with uh with Kikyo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and in fact, I didn't take a ton of notes for this episode because a lot of it is just sort of watching cool sequences play out. Yeah, it's a real uh, strong yeah. stream of uh of scenes. It kind of just, yeah. just it, compelling filmmaking. Yeah, you know, yeah, this basically. isn't this isn't a 90s Spider-Man. They don't feel like they have to throw a plot beat in every 10 seconds. They are content with letting us watch something play out and I really respect it. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean essentially uh, you know, they, they throw Logan from the train or they, they, you know, they put him on the tracks <laughs> and <laughs> you're fat and you're stupid and you don't have any friends. Sorry. I haven't uh, watched throw mama from a train in a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, and so, you know, Asano is, is trying to come to the rescue and, and is trying to get Logan off the tracks and then some sort of, invisible... which again is so, it's so endearing because like Asano's a, I mean, I guess theoretically he's like you. He's not established as like a super spy. 
Uh, he seems like no. kind of a middle management in the in the intelligence world. Um, yeah. And, you know, these guys just took down the Wolverine. And mm-hmm. Asano gears up and goes after him anyway, and it's baller. It yeah, and we baller. don't even know why Asano is indebted to Logan. If I don't, I don't even know no. if we know their history. But I don't. Think I just enjoy that there's there's a depth there that that is unspoken, but we can still feel. We can still feel the the whatever it is you know that binds yeah. them. He's 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 a road dog, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's your ride or die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he does die. Um, oh, God, oh, he does. He does Damn die. Damn it! Yeah, Logan, remind me of that. But Logan, Logan disappears um, from the tracks, and Asano can't figure out why, and so he goes home, and uh, then he sees some thing that we don't see what it is, but that gets him. Yeah, I mean, uh, later we are left to assume, of course, that it's Kikyo, um, yeah. the the horrible assassin man uh, that we'll talk about in a minute, but right. First, we need to talk about Yukio, the namesake of this episode, uh, who, again, is a character from Marvel Comics. She is a ninja. In certain in- incarnations, she's a mutant. I don't know what they're doing with her yet. I don't know if she's a mutant here. But I'm assuming not. Um, but, but what's interesting to me is that, and I know they're drawing from stories that are from the 70s and 80s, like I said, and so they're just drawing from the same source material. But this came out in 2010, and the movie The Wolverine came out in 2013, Featuring a lot of these characters. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it, it was most of them, I think. And I only yeah. saw that movie one time because I didn't love it. It was okay. Yeah. But, it's a but, mediocre. It, yeah. It is kind of just a, a little bit above mediocre. It is the same director who went on to then do Logan, though. And I yes. think he's right. slated or he was slated for uh, some other X-Men property. I'm not sure if after yeah, the merger. Yeah. Mangold kind of found, I think, kind of found his voice yeah. over mm-hmm. time there. Um, but but I, yeah. I, I, I did... I. I, I'm enjoy this a lot more because this just feels so much more authentic. I think the Wolverine was re- really felt very much white people playing it, yeah, with it katanas. Didn't, it didn't feel like they had. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I'm not an expert on Japan enough to call them on it, but it didn't feel like it was made by people who just know what being in Japan is like. It had. Yeah, right. it felt like LA it, screenwriters. It who felt like when James Bond went, goes to Japan. Yeah. Yeah. LA screenwriters who were like, I went to a party and there was a guy that wore a kimono. So I feel pretty qualified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, this is a different story. <laughs> I own 12 top end kimonos. Oh, God. Jeremy Jam situation. <laughs> <laughs> the Wolverine was written by Jeremy Jam. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they take him. They take Logan to the train track uh, and he is saved at the last second by Yukio, this uh, assassin sort of assassin by 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 like she inherited the job kind of her mom was an assassin as she explains later uh who was killed by and worked for shingen and she's got beef with shingen and i guess she was tracking what was going on at their compound and saw logan being taken and was like oh cool we can team up i know who that is i i know him by reputation and uh sort of made a tactical play Um, which is a fun little um I mean, it kind of goes for all, almost all the mutants kind of low-key know each other. Um, <laughs> um, but I think that's sometimes plot convenience. It's fun to just, he's just famous in her world, and that's just a yeah. neat little detail. It is. Uh, it's also worth mentioning at least one time, Yukio has top-tier anime-level cleavage and butt cleavage. <laughs> She's yeah. wearing a oh, full-body black pleather suit. 
Full cat the, suit. It's a cat woman. And she, ru- she runs a ruler through the crack to really tuck it in. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, her, they, they her spend cleavage, a moment. Her V, her V is a deep V that goes down past the under boob and almost meets the uh, the belly button. It is a very aggressive V. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so she can assassinate better. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, the the note I took was like, you know, this is the episode where Logan teams up with Bayonetta. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh-huh. Yeah, you which know, again I'll, is I'm sorry, Austin. I didn't mean to cut you off, but just no, to finish no. the thought yeah. is is kind of embarrassing uh, sexism. Yep, paired with just a hilarious willingness to be anime, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which you know, as a deep anime <laughs> apologist, willingness to be anime means con- like sort of fighting with gross sexism. Like that's sort of a lot of it comes with you know that's the territory right. you step into, and I don't know, you know. There's obviously you can extricate the two, you can separate them and do one without the other, but like. You know, it's there. Well, it's she, has a, there. There. she has a shit ton more competency and agency than uh, than Mariko. Like, yes, you know, and if she chooses, if she chooses to dress like that, you know, same way. I mean, we're, we're going to go way too far in the weeds if I give my whole spiel. But I uh-huh. still stand by Emma Frost as the greatest X-Men character ever. Written. Uh-huh. I feel you. Sure. And she wears almost nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she can't get cold. So. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, like we've talked about uh, on both of our podcasts now, I think uh, at least once, uh, the idea that like a female character has agency to do what she wants, but then you're looking at the male writers who made her do that. Like, there's definitely another side to the question of like, yeah, <laughs> but dudes wrote her to make to want to do that. Like, there's a, there's sure. a male gaze happening here that and is her undeniable. agency is that she wants to marry me. <laughs> Um, I, I do want to say, this is something I forgot to bring up at the beginning of our discussion, but I had a kind of a shock when I first saw Wolverine's design in this it's show. It's really off. Um, it's really I off don't know what, you- what I expected anime Wolverine to look like, but it wasn't that. Yeah, you know, I will give them a lot of rope on this one, but I got to call out, they didn't keep him short, and that's not fun. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, and I know it doesn't really work with this with like, the long boys, with the long boys, the long, boy, the, the long boy soap opera vibe. And even <laughs> as a short person myself, as a deeply short person, you know, and and I'd love for some for some five foot five representation. I'm um, deeply short, but you know, to see him just as a squirt little guy <laughs> through this like melodrama just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't really work with the tropes yeah. you know I, it kind of it kind of screws too much he, with the, the sort of anime beauty of these live these yeah. live sexual beings it, they did it's it is kind of like they broke like they broke the anime barometer on on creating logan like these sort of like f- he's he's forgettably anime all, like to a fault he's yeah. his design has nothing kind of characteristic about it he's just a yeah. handsome person with Kind of vaguely, he's got the vaguely '90s haircut. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm serious. I know I mentioned Parasite earlier as another Madhouse anime. This reminded me of, but they they basically just reached into the the discount un, unused anime boy body bin from Parasite, <laughs> yeah. and pulled out one and said, "This'll do," and well, just Parasite's sort of slapped newer. sideburns on him. No, I know yeah. I, that that's true. That's true. I I guess you know take it out of time conceptually. 
like that's how it feels it's a mad sure he looks like a background character out of a out of a show such as parasite i got you yeah and you know it's it's whatever i I, I, whatever i guess i feel whatever about it but when you combine his weird look with his young peter petrelli voice in the Uh, dub it doesn't yeah it just it's a weak spot I found myself not looking forward to any moment where he spoke uh, because at least just watching him in action, it's fun. But when he has, when we have to look at him and he has to talk, it's like, Oh no, 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 no. Fast forward, please. (laughs) Something noteworthy that happened in episode two that I want to call out is that this is not a funny show. Uh, This is not, it's not a show that really smiles at all. It's, it's a pretty deadly serious show. Yeah. But no, no problem with that. There is a moment. There's a good joke. Yukio has woken him up and they're having their little, their first little heart to heart. And she's like, oh, here and hands him his phone. And he's like, oh, you have my phone. And she's like, don't worry. I didn't crack the password. And then he pulls it out and he looks at it and he goes, Logan. She's like, you're (laughs) kidding. (laughs) It's really funny. (laughs) This fucking password's just Logan. I don't know. And it also, about that. I think the interesting thing with him having this sort of like unexplained tech to any so anybody watching who like me, uh, you know, who's just kind of waiting for the X Men to show up. Now you don't know. Now you're kind of displaced. If he's is this because uh, it's clearly post Weapon X, he's got his he's got his medal. Yeah. Uh, so the question is like, is he on the X Men like right now? Right. It's kind of cool. It's a cool little. Yeah. It's a cool little bit of of Marvel juice to just stir into the pot. Plus a fun, like a fun good joke. I love that scene. Yeah, yeah. it's a good scene. Yeah, uh, and, and a good show. A good although show. what I didn't get was that he could yell at his computer to be like, "Computer, find Agent Asano." It pulls up on the GPS, but like, I don't know. Is this just before Waze? He had, then he points, he shoves it in her face, is like, "Take me here." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> There's no way the computer can't give you a map readout, buddy. <laughs> you can get directions. I don't have my license. <laughs> I'm saving my data. <laughs> <laughs> I only have like one par right now. Um, we should talk about when Sephiroth shows up. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should. Uh, like, like we mentioned maybe earlier, they think that the police think that uh, that Yukio and Logan are responsible for Asano's murder because they walk in on them while they're in there investigating. Uh, so they have to fight their way out. Then there's a bunch of like uh, Yakuza goons there that they fight their way past. Yukio does a bunch of really fun like slow up, like speed up, slow down, fast pose, like fight poses with her chakrams. Uh, that kind of reminded me of the like the freeze frames at the end of fights in Persona Five, uh, and then oh, sure. as soon as they get outside, there is an anime Sephiroth Seshomaru fucking motherfucker standing on top of the roof, cackling at them like some sort long, of long, beautiful hair. <laughs> Which again, so like good. like I said, it's silly, but the truth is is there. The truth is in the pudding, man. You put the pudding in the truth, you stir them together, and you don't know what you get. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how good anime, like, I don't know if anime beats Wolverine. Like, it's not, it's never been tested. They've never tried that before. Rock beats scissors, scissors beats Wolverine, Wolverine beats anime. <laughs> like, I don't know whether to think of him as somebody who can kill Logan, who can't kill Logan, who is a competent threat, who is a competent ally. Like, 
there's a lot you don't know about the Marvel Universe in this universe in a really fresh, cool way. Right. Mm-hmm. Does Logan need like a, a training arc? Yeah. Or a, or a tournament arc to like. <laughs> Does to he get, is he going to get his bonkai? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, it seems that we have a, a very competent Orochimaru like envy like <laughs> villain up on this roof here who has who, a spooky katana. Did he pull a katana. sword out of his hand? The spooky katana comes right out of the palm of his hand. So is he a mutant? Is he like Weapon X? He's anime original, so there's no like Marvel canon to draw on here. Um, so that yeah. that's also something intriguing. They've invented a new spooky villain that we don't have any like institutional knowledge about. And I'm right. kind of sad that this is where we stop. We're not watching anymore for the for the yeah. for the arc. So we've seen how they've kind of converted Logan into a long boy, right? Yeah, uh, and we know that his nickname for Cyclops is Slim. And that Cyclops shows up in this anime. Can yes. you imagine how long this boy is going to be? <laughs> this is going to be a really long boy. <laughs> oh, man. God. <laughs> Scott Summers anime version. I don't even know. He's like Slender Man. <laughs> Just... Or like, or like Gonzo after they stretched him out in Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, uh, we are still looking at results coming in. Uh, Rory's Rory's getting the big map board out, and he's sort of zooming and and uh, pinching and moving the moving the counties around and looking at <laughs> what's reporting in. Um, I get paid to do this. <laughs> wow. I get paid to zoom and pinch. Um, and, uh, you know, no news yet, but I hope it's it's fun on the other side. I hope yeah. it's good on the other side. Oh, please. Um, and uh, you know what? We had a really great time this week yeah. with Wolverine. As the, I, I think it's the only thing I enjoyed this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, I really hope that this isn't the, the high water mark for Marvel anime. I want to be impressed by both of the next two shows. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have Iron Man be the low, the low point. So I watched, I watched a little bit of X-Men in college when it came out. Oh, you did watch uh, a bit of it? I watched a bit of it. That was sort of what put these guys on my radar. I, it was fun. I don't remember it being like high quality, but like it was fun. Okay. Boy, I, I think don't the, remember the, the the lineup for it. It's it's X, it's Beast, Wolverine, Cyclops, Storm, right? It's the '90s team, I think. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm I'm excited to see Storm, anime Storm. Uh, anime Storm be rad. fun. Yeah. Um. So there's there's a lot to look forward to next week, and then of course the week after we get Blade, we get anime Blade, the uh, who I think is voiced by Harold Perrineau, uh, which I'm excited about because I like him a lot. Like him on, I loved, I love your work on Lost screaming Walt about three times an episode. <laughs> Walt! He is a good actor, though. He's so good. I love him. Uh, so I'm excited uh, to see what he does with Blade. Well, then let's, let's animate you later and <laughs> we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.